This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 356 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by 2K Gray, Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, and Clarion Hotel Lexington. everyone coach jen here from the horse radio network reese and philip are taking a much deserved week off this week so sit back and enjoy this classic episode we plucked from the show archive where glenn the geek turns the tables and interviews reese and philip revealing some interesting facts about our hosts they had been together for years since he was just a colt when he got stubborn she would gently coax him on when he got scared she would reassure him and stroke him gently on the neck She spent hours building his confidence, his strength, his balance, teaching him to dance. Pirouette, passage, piaf, the final salute. The crowd jumped to its feet and cheered. It was the moment that he'd spent a lifetime training for. But all she could think about was how special he was and how she loved him. This love story is brought to you by Endure Extra. Providing high-fat calories, direct-fed microbials, and natural vitamin E to support optimal condition and performance. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Hi, Glenn. How are you? All right. I'm so... I'm so, I was so excited to do this, <laughs> getting to know the host segment for the month of June, and especially to talk to you. You know, I've known you for <laughs> quite a while, but I don't know a lot of things about you other than the horse stuff. Yeah, that's true. I guess I don't know a lot about you either. Honestly, I can't even remember how we met. So I know. Neither. <laughs> I don't know. I don't we just sort of, it happened. <laughs> I know. I think this is such a fun idea. We, um, we actually had a listener uh, on our show that said, We'd love to hear an interview with with um, Philip and I separately, and so I think it's sort of morphed into something pretty cool. So I'm excited, kind of yeah. nervous. I have to. I'm not a little nervous actually. <laughs> We're going to do it across all the shows, and mm-hmm. uh, Helena's going to interview me. So I get to. I'll, I'm going to listen because uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> and Helena and I have known each other for 10, 12 years. Yeah. Uh, so she knows probably a lot of it, or she's heard probably a lot of it. But it should be interesting. It should be fun. All right. Are you ready? These questions are in no particular order. (laughs) They are not horse-related at all in any way, shape, or form. These are questions about you outside of your horse life. Okay. So here we go. Do you remember your first date? Who was it and where? And how did it go? Oh. Oh. Um, I'm trying to remember. Because I went to a small high school, so we did a lot of the, like, group dating. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like we would all go to the movies and there'd be like 20 of us. So there's like not any real like dating. I'm trying to think. My first boyfriend, we date, we went to the Halloween dance. That was pretty, I gave him some candy. And I think that lasted like three days. My first <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> now, did, did you actually dance? Did you get him to dance? Um, I think we did. I think it was like sixth grade. So my, I actually don't have a very good memory. Like that's, that is something about me. I I don't remember. I don't have a great memory. Now horse, 
I can remember anything horsey, but like, I, yeah, I'm kind of fuzzy. Did we dance? Well, uh, we were okay. in sixth grade. All right. Well, who was your first kiss? Do you remember that? All girls remember that, right? Yes, I do. And you don't have to say last names. It was Kevin, and he was a rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my first kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he was. And how old nice were you? Guy. 15, 14, something like that. Your mom's that. not listening. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, 15, 14, something in that range. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was always in the barn. I, you know, I wasn't that. Yeah, I always had stuff to do. So I would go to the dances and, and partake. And then I was like, this is stupid. I want to ride my horses. <laughs> Typical horse yeah. girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> First car you ever owned? So I ever owned. Well, or the first I car you started, drove, yeah, you know, like your car. I, I, well, exactly. Well, it's actually kind of the same car. I had my mom had a Volvo station wagon, which was my mom was like so excited when I started to drive because we lived, we didn't live that far from town, but far enough that she was like, I am not driving carpool. And, you know, I was I'm pr- pretty responsible, pretty old soul most of the time. And so she was fine with me driving. And we had driven, you know, up and down the lane and on the farm. So that wasn't a big deal. Um, and she gave me her Volvo station wagon. So I had a Volvo station wagon for a while. And then when the engine just about fell out of the thing, my dad finally got me a new car. Which, which is funny about that car because I think my dad had to buy that car twice <laughs> because he gave it to me for my birthday. And then um, after he gave it to me for my birthday, I wanted, when I graduated college, that car also was about to die. But he bought it back from me. So my poor dad, and it was an Audi. It was an older Audi. And it was the most expensive car to ever to fix. So I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> so <laughs> I bought the Volvo that my husband drives now. So I've actually had a lot of Volvo station wagons, and I actually love Volvo station wagons. I do not know what that says at all about me as a person, but I really like my Volvo station wagons. We're going to have to look that one up. Yeah, I'm sure there's something. (laughs) The mom wagon. But it's perfect. My dog fits in the back. My saddle would fit in the middle section. I I love my station wagon. So Comes back to that old soul. I I think so. I guess so. (laughs) I'm not that cool when it comes to cars. I do love my new truck. I just bought a new truck which everybody probably heard on the show. And I do love my new truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm about, in there way too much. <laughs> and it's about as expensive to fix as your Volvo station right here. No kidding. No kidding. That's right. That's right. I just sit in there with the heated seats, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'll just stay here for a while. <laughs> it's a little things. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Favorite place you have ever traveled? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> and I know you've traveled quite a bit. Yeah, I've traveled quite a bit, and I love to travel. And, and actually, it's one of the things that Travis and I enjoy because living in the barn, um, we don't get a lot of time, quiet time, unless we physically like leave the property. Because um, somebody's always kicking or somebody needs to go out or somebody needs something. So, oh my goodness, we've done some fabulous trips. You know, I lived in Germany for two years and I love Germany. It's a wonderful place in Holland. And I've done a lot of shopping, of course, is there. Um, but we went to Italy. We've been to Ireland. Um, goodness. Ah. Uh, Hawaii. You just got back from Africa? Yeah, I just got back from Africa. Cape Town, South Africa is amazing. I would love to to take Travis back there. So so I love to travel in general. And it, you know, they all have just such wonderful stories and places. I really loved Rome. I loved um the modern versus the ancient. Um so I yeah, all of those places. I just I really truly love to travel and I love to travel in the US. I that's what I like to do clinics because I think it's fun to travel and get in the plane and go somewhere different. 
be there in a couple hours. So I do like to travel a lot. Was there a place you were disappointed in? You went with oh. high expectations and walked away with, you know, disappointment. You know, um, I think after listening to me on the show, I, I, I can pretty much have a good time anywhere. I really can have a really good time. I, I didn't love Johannesburg, South Africa. I wasn't really expecting to love it. It was a little, um, you know, I felt this, there's some security issues there. And, you know, we were in a very nice complex, but we couldn't really leave the complex. And I didn't love that. So um, that was the only thing I didn't sort of like that freedom that we couldn't just walk down the street, you know. Um, yeah. So that was, for me, a big one. Favorite color? Blue. You have that in common with Philip, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love blue. My barn colors are actually navy blue and light blue. So I love blue. I think it looks great on me. looks great on my husband. So I like blue. Okay. And your first job? So I'm going to go outside of horses because I yes. actually have a pretty funny one. I sold shoes at Dillard's. Really? For, yeah. Oh, it was awful. That was in between high school and the time I went to Germany. And my mom was like, okay, you've got to get a job. I think it was to ensure that, you know, that I would continue with school and not just do horses. So yeah, I sold shoes. And man, it is such a hard job to work in a department store. People are so rude and they're so nasty. They just leave stuff everywhere. I had to break up a fight over a $6 pair of shoes once. That was my my shining moment. I was like, I'm buying them. Nobody, nobody can have them. I'm taking them. So yeah, I learned, I learned a lot. I'm so glad. And a funny story, actually, um, I trained a horse for almost a year for Mrs. Dillard. So it's kind of funny how that came around that I worked in her store and then I ended up training her horses. So that was pretty fun. I made way more training the horses than I ever did in the store. Yeah. I was trying on <laughs> yeah. shoes for people. Yeah. Oh, ooh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't there, even... Did you used to, when you were at the point where you were still doing that, was it, were you still Actually putting I, the shoes oh, on no. people? No. No? Okay. No. I didn't. I mean, maybe we were supposed to, but no way. I hate people's <laughs> feet. No way. I was not touching anyone's feet. So you did not, not walk working. away with a foot fetish after that? No. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, no, I never touch anybody's foot. I would just give them the shoe, like hand it to them, and I could put that. <laughs> people's feet I remember feet the days. I don't know if you're old enough, but yeah. I do remember the days where they used to put it on Put them foot. on. Yeah. yeah. I ended that in my shoe career, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, the favorite TV show of all time. Favorite TV show. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good one. Well, I loved back in the day, 90210. That was pretty fun. We would have 90210 parties, in fact, and make dinner and watch 90210. And then we moved to Grey's Anatomy and do Grey's Night. And then recently, I'm kind of hooked on the Bravo shows. So, oh gosh, we like a millionaire listing, million dollar listing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are fun. (laughs) Um, I have to watch the little Real Housewives, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And then I love cooking shows. So, that's one of the things that I enjoy is so if I'm ever in the house, you know, even doing work or whatever, I almost always have the Food Network on. So I watch a lot of Food Network when I have a chance to, to do that. So. Favorite movie of all time? Steel Magnolias. Love that movie. Oh, it's my favorite movie. It's a tragedy love story all mixed together. Love it. Are you a, uh, are you a chick flick uh, moviegoer? Yeah, I am. I, I, I like chick flicks and I like history movies. I really like history. Um, so I like a lot of history movies and I like, 
um, chick flicks. And then I like, um, like the born movies, like mm-hmm. detective movies and kind of cultural movies. I like those too. I, I don't like scary movies. You will not see me. I, I don't even let Travis watch them when I'm in the house because the music frees me out. So now, Travis, uh, is he a typical geek and is into sci-fi and Star Trek and Star Wars and all that? That is much. My brother was because I have an older brother who's about the same age as my husband. So I sort of you know grew up with that. Um, my brother loved Star Trek and, and all that stuff. But Travis, not so much, actually. Thankfully, <laughs> I don't have to do that. <laughs> How did you meet Travis? We actually met at um, the guys that used to work at our farm. Uh, and he's still like a brother to me. John is his name. And um, I was over at his apartment. He was a college guy. And I had just graduated high school. And we were over there definitely drinking and partying and being ridiculous. And Travis walked in the room and I turned to my friend and I said, I'm going to marry that guy. <laughs> so seven years later, I married that guy. How soon after that did you go out on a date with him? Um, I think we went out the next weekend. And, and he did was he initiate really, or did you? Well, we ended up being at that same apartment again. And he was really burnt like he had the worst sunburn i think humanly possible <laughs> and we have he, to say for anybody who doesn't know uh, travis is a redhead and fair skin to begin oh, with so, so fair skin poor guy i like felt so bad for him and we started watching a movie and then he took he ended up we ended up going out dinner's not even the word it was like breakfast in the middle <laughs> of the night so i think that was our first date our first real date was to where he like picked me up and we went to charlie brown's in Lexington, and it's an old established place um, by campus. And so we went to Charlie Brown's for our first official date. So I think that was the next day. And it's been a cartoon ever since. Pretty much. I think you would say that. (laughs) I think you would say that. Oh, no, I I really lucked out. I don't know how I got such a great husband. So um, he, you know, he he built the farm, and we literally live in a barn apartment that's the size of a shoebox. but it's we love it and and it's great fun and it's it's been an adventure for sure. Your favorite musical group? Dave Matthews Band. I love I've loved Dave Matthews forever. So I still when I put on Dave Matthews I I love it. So do you listen to a little bit of everything or do you have Yeah, funny enough actually. I've started listening to country way more. I thought I would never like country music actually. Um the girls that, that, you know, um, that my assistants, almost all of them have liked country. So, and I let them choose the music in the barn because they are in the barn more, more than I am. Uh, and I found actually country music is really good to ride to because it all kind of sounds the same. I used to ride to kind of, a, you know, like a pop station or top 20 station. And it's too variable in the music. I found. And so country I found is, is actually quite good to listen to. And I've kind of started to like it. So I actually listen to way more country music than I probably should admit. And we're not going to hear rap coming from the barn. No, I mean, I like a little rap. I actually like a little heavy metal. I'm not going to lie. I like a little heavy metal every once in a while. I love kid rock. I, can't, I love any kid rock song. I can't tell you why. But I do listen to some kid rock every once in a while when I, when I really feel like I need to bang my head against something. <laughs> Just, you know, a couple times a week. The worst trouble you got in growing up? Oh, ooh. Hmm. Well, the good thing was my mom was smart. You know, we lived on a farm. So 
we couldn't get into too much trouble when we were at the farm, but I would go spend the night at a lot of friends' houses. And I have this one friend when we would get into all kinds of trouble, not bad trouble. We drank, we, we, you know, had a beer and, you know, in high school, we thought that that was really cool. But, um, we, we drank and partied quite a bit. I, I, I like to, I definitely like to have a good time. I'm not going to lie. So we, we had big trouble, but nothing terrible. I mean, we, looking back, like we would drink and hang out, but we didn't do anything really stupid, but probably the stupidest thing we did. I, I, I remember now our high school skip day. Oh man, we went into the school and I mean, we just trashed the place. Oh my gosh. Like I remember we, we, I mean, ran with silly string through the hallways and somebody had honey and just, oh, the school was disgusting. And then, um, people got old underwear and hung it in the trees and toilet papered and it rained and somebody, we, we, we blocked the school off with like a thousand bales of straw. This was pretty dumb. I mean, this was my whole class. It wasn't just me. Of course, I joined in. Can't say I'm really proud of that, but yeah, it was pretty intense. Yeah. So that so was probably our stupidest thing. We got big. Tr- Ooh, a couple, a couple of people almost didn't graduate. It was bad. It was bad. So you've never been let off in handcuffs? No, I've never been arrested. Nope. <laughs> I am happy. I'm proud of that. Nope. Never been arrested. Nope. I never, now, did, I never did anything that dumb. In comparison, uh, Philip ha- has a habit, apparently, of getting speeding tickets. <laughs> I didn't that, know that. Yeah, is that a, something that uh, you have a habit of as well? I'm going to knock on anything that's wood and anywhere close. Um, I, have, <laughs> I have actually been in the same speeding class as my father before. That uh-huh. was pretty entertaining. <laughs> They're like Bruce okay, Cobbler. Philip just missed the class. Yeah. You have yeah. actually attended the class. I, I have been to the class a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how it is in Canada, but in the U.S., at least in Kentucky, you can go to the class and not get the points on your license. So I have been to the class a couple times. So um, you've seen the bloody gory movie a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. And and but but the funniest was when I did it with my dad. And they're like Bruce <laughs> Koffler, Reese. Koffler and people are like looking around. We're like, yep, that's my dad. And then, of course, you know, we didn't high five, but we went out to dinner after. It was fun. <laughs> they sped out to dinner after. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> and my dad's really not a speeder either. He just got caught a couple of times. So, yeah. So you like to drive uh, fast. Oh, yeah. And if you've ever ridden in a car anywhere close to my mother, whoa, she, I am like way slower than she is. She is a crazy driver. And I am, I was riding in the car not that long ago with her. And I was like, bump, slow down. You're making me sick. And she said, you are 33 years old and you have lived till now. You're fine. And I was like, oh, well, you got a point. <laughs> so yeah, she's, she is a speed demon. Now I can fuss because she actually drives my truck and trailer. And so I can actually put a speed limit on because I own it. So. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, slow yes. down. Not over 75. All right, so you're familiar with Inside the Actor's Studio, right? You've seen it mm-hmm. before. Every every yep. movie star, every TV star wants to be on that show. That's yes. the that's the ultimate show. That means you've made it. <laughs> when yeah. James Lipton is asking you questions on his little cards, you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he I feel does... that way with you, Glenn. <laughs> he, d- <laughs> I don't have any little cards. Yeah. Uh, he asks ten questions to every guest at the end. Okay. And I'm going to ask you those same 10, 10 questions. And the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? Okay. You, what is your favorite word? Journey. 
I think that's probably self-explanatory. I don't even yeah. think I need you to explain it. Journey. Right? Yeah. yeah. Journey. Yeah. I like, I like that word. I didn't think you meant the band. So No, I didn't mean the band. Like the actual <laughs> word journey, like okay. to go on a journey. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's... And your life has been one. So that fits. Yeah. Yeah. That really does. What is your least favorite word? Shut up. It's maybe two. I don't we like can, shut up. We can make it one. We can hyphenate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, make it one. Because <laughs> we weren't allowed to say it when we were little. Like, that was a big no-no. So if somebody says shut up, I'm like, oh, whoa, don't, you said a bad word. <laughs> like, I still, to this day, I don't like shut up. All right. What turns you on? Oh, do we know each other well enough for this question, Glenn? <laughs> um, I didn't say sexually. Oh, <laughs> well, now we know. Now we know now where your mind goes. Got her. Um, <laughs> I can't even think now. Uh, t- You're blushing. I can tell. I'm totally blushing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I like butts. You do, you went sexually anyway, boy. Yeah. You're, I am learning I something. I, I don't even know today. how to answer that. <laughs> what turns know. you off is the next question. This question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. Oh my gosh! Um, that could be something people do. That I don't. I don't like the smell of smoke, like like stale smoke. I don't. I don't like that. Or cigarette smoke, or whatever. yeah, ugh, yeah. yeah. It's like stale, and this is when I'm, yeah, ugh, I don't like that. All right. I know you don't <laughs> hang out. I know you don't hang out in bars with no windows. Then too often. Mm-mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? I actually love when the horses are just munching hay. It's quiet. They're just munching hay. I love that noise. What sound or noise do you hate? Birds. I have a bird problem in my barn, and it absolutely drives me insane. Birds. I can't. I love birds. I just don't want them to inhabit any of the buildings in which I own, and they do. So if anybody has a way to get that bird noise out of your barn, please call me. We'll we'll talk to you about, is it the barn swallows? Yes. I, I just interviewed a lady that talked about barn swallows, so I'll, I'll give you some pointers. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah, that noise, that chirping and the fighting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what is your favorite curse word? <laughs> I can't say it on air, can I? You can I, reference, I like it. The F-bomb. reference it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm an F-bomb kind of girl. You and Philip have that in common. Yeah, I'm an F-bomb. <laughs> what, profession other your, what profession other than your own, other than horses, let's say, would you like to attempt? Well, my master's degree is international commerce and diplomacy, and I would have loved to have worked for the State Department and moved around and traveled a lot. I yeah, I, that would have been phenomenal. I would have Work, really working enjoyed. in embassies with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or in the State Department. Yeah, and just traveling around and working in different places. I would have loved that. I because I I really enjoy doing that. So yeah, I would have I would have done sort of an international career. If I hadn't done horses. What profession would you not like to do? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I really couldn't be in healthcare. I, I, my family is, was my, my mom's a nurse. My Nana was a nurse. My sister is an ophthalmic technician. My dad's a physician. I just, ugh. I just, I'm not, eh. yeah, I'm not in healthcare. I don't think I could take care of sick people. And if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) 
know, not like you're at the wrong place, sister. <laughs> Come in. Um, no, actually, um, kind of not really kidding, but I would love just for him to say, you know, thanks for making the world a little bit better place. Come in. <laughs> so that's what I would say. Thank you, Reese Koffler Stanfield. The Saddle Fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. Two K Gray's mission is to honor a woman's adventurous spirit by creating apparel that offers comfort while riding, plus style when you're not. In 2011, Grand Prix rider and entrepreneur Chris Pinto joined forces with fashion industry veteran Meryl Ranzer to create a chic and sophisticated line of performance riding breeches that look and feel better than your favorite pair of jeans. The line, made for women by women, is now being expanded and refined by teaming up with global equine manufacturer and distributor Intrepid International and notable fashion designer Kia Tomlin. 2K Gray offers serious riding clothes that are sturdy in the saddle, yet slimming, stunning, and sophisticated everywhere else. Each detail, from pocket shape to seam placement, is designed to enhance a woman's silhouette and to celebrate different body types. The collection is machine washable and proudly designed in the USA. Check out the new and exciting designs at 2kgray.com. That's the number 2, the letter K, G-R-E-Y, dot com. You can also follow them on Facebook at 2kgray. Feel better and ride better. 2kgray. Okay, Philip, it's your turn. All right, I think I'm ready. In our getting to know the hosts segment. (laughs) Now, uh, you know, we already did this with Reese, and she had some interesting answers. And, I, I, you know, it's funny because you guys have been doing this each for two years. I've been with Helena for six years now doing shows. Yeah. And I don't know some of these things about you guys, so it's going to be kind of cool for the listeners, too. Yeah, right. every, everybody gets to know, you know. Maybe even my wife doesn't know some of these answers. That's true. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> I don't know what the questions are yet, so let's let's figure it out. All right. Now, the uh, I have these questions are in no particular order, so it's just random thoughts that came to my head. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you remember your first date, who it was, and where it went? And, and that is if you can talk about it, Philip. Um, it is a PG show. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I think her name was Jamie. Okay. I might have been 14 or 15. I think we no sent... car yet, oh, we, huh? No we went to yet. see a movie. Okay. And it was that horrible John Travolta movie about him being a, an angel or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was really bad. Movie. Yeah. That was your first, did you ever see? Did she ever go out with you again? <laughs> no, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you just got to get a few of them out the way at the beginning, I think. <laughs> and then later on, you can get better at dating. So that was even before you were driving. Yes. Yes. I had to get my mom to take us. Oh, you know what that movie was? I know what the year it was now. It was 1996. The movie was Michael. Nice. Yeah. That's what 96. it was. I was 15. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's right. So not a great experience, but like I said, it takes a few tries to get good at, at so anything. So no kiss goodnight on that date. Nothing like that. <laughs> well, when you're 15, I mean, yeah, you're just, right. I think I was just ex- you know excited to be out dating in, in quotations, I suppose. Away from the parents. <laughs> Away from the parents, getting some independence, figure, figuring it all out. Now, you were into horses then, though, right? You were, yes, I was. Yeah, I thought Always. So. That's how I get these. That's how I got dates. <laughs> See, I it's wasn't smart enough true, to figure true that method. out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get with horses. There's lots of lots of girls around. So, well, okay. Next one, the your favorite place you have ever traveled, and I know you just did an amazing trip for your honeymoon. Yeah, so. we just did that amazing trip. Our honeymoon. It was last uh, October. We went to we went to Kenya. We went to Africa, and that was the most amazing experience of my life. So, uh, I remember that very very well. Had you traveled much uh, other than other than work? Had you traveled much before that? Um, yeah, I've been a lot of places. Um, I spent a year living in in Europe, and in, and when I was there, I had a chance to uh, to go to Germany, Holland, Belgium, a little bit around that area. Um, ever since I was little, my parents were big into traveling, so they took us. They took us like the normal place. We went to Florida, I think three or four times when I was a kid. I went to England. My mom and dad sent me and my brother, I don't know why, just on our own to England to see our uh, my mom's parents and a how lot of old, our family how over there. You? How old were you? I think I was about nine, which would make my brother <laughs> seven or so. And they just sent you two on the airplane and said, here you go. Well, I don't know. It seemed like things were safer back then. <laughs> I know. It's you know, true. They hand you over to, parents uh, would never do that today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe they would, but I don't hear of it as often. But no. uh they just were like, okay, now you go to England. And we were like, okay. And uh, we drank a lot of pop because it was free on the plane. <laughs> I think I think we were brats. I think we were brats. I think we, my brother and I used to fight a lot and stuff. So um, I think they were happy when that eight-hour flight was over. You know, the stewardesses <laughs> were taking care of us. And I'm sure it was a nightmare. Now, is your brother older or younger? Younger. younger. Yeah. He's younger. He's three, three years younger. If you had so, to pick another country to live in, what would it be? Besides uh, Canada. I don't know. Canada is so awesome. If I had to pick... Because you've been to a lot of them, so... Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed Europe. I haven't been to, to northern, northern Europe, like Norway and Sweden. I think maybe Sweden. I think it seems really appealing to me at this you point. You like cold ones, don't you? Well, you're just used to it. And we have seasons. <laughs> I like having seasons. It would be really strange... For me, not to have four kind of distinguished seasons, and I really like that because you get a change of scenery. I don't love the cold, but 
the snow is nice and there's uh, there's lots of awesome cold weather activities that you know you go skating go skiing just it's it's a change i like change and and I, and i think yeah probably sweden i would pick right now but i've never even visited it so can't say that's for sure but i, I feel like they're like canadians i know some swedish people <laughs> they're really friendly and really yeah happy so yeah, that's my that's my final answer. <laughs> <laughs> we have seasons in Florida: hot, hotter, hottest, hot, hotter, hotter. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> that's right. And hurricane and bug. We have a bug season in there too. <laughs> bug season. <laughs> no, no, they they're not nice. <laughs> like nice alligator season. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what about your favorite color? Oh, for sure, that's easy. Everybody who knows me knows my favorite color is blue. And in, my whole wardrobe is almost all blue. And in Canada, it's not blue ribbons for first place, is it? No, no, it's red. But yeah. I just, I just really like blue. And uh, and unless somebody else buys me like a shirt or something, you won't find me wearing something without at least some blue in it. It's strange. It's I don't, I don't necessarily like like try to do that, but just like oh, I like this, and it just happens. I have like a. A closet full of blue dress shirts because I mean all different colors blue, but they're all it's yeah that's that's a weird thing I guess. Now, did you have a blue room growing up? Um, no, I didn't get to ch- check uh, uh, to do my own. Oh, okay. Change. So it was just a neutral like taupe color. How about yeah. the uh, first job you ever had? Um, pretty classic actually. It was a paperboy job. And, really. Uh, it was good. I, I don't I don't really think I did a great job at being a paper boy. <laughs> my mom would drive me around a lot instead of me like taking my bike or whatever and uh deal with the paper. And then I got um I didn't get fired, but I got what do they call it? Made redundant. They decided just to start mailing whatever whatever mm-hmm. might might have been the paper penny saver or something like that I was delivering. And uh and then I just got this letter in the mail one time like we we have now decided to cut costs by mailing everything. So I haven't thought about the penny saver in 20 years. Yeah. Well, it comes every week, right? Yeah, I just, but I, we, we don't get it here. I haven't thought about it oh. in 20 years. Yeah, you <laughs> just throw it out anyways. Maybe they, maybe they phase the whole thing out altogether. I think Craigslist down here took, took care of the penny saver. They're pretty and Kijiji much. up here. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. First car you ever owned? Um, a Ford I, Tempo. This is an awesome car, actually. I must. Well, it was just out out of high school when I came back from Europe. I got this Ford Tempo, and it was painted super Whoa. gold. It obviously <laughs> wasn't original paint, okay. but uh, but it was really really gold. So you could always know who who I was driving around. You would never saw. I never saw another car, let alone a Ford Tempo, with that color paint job. Wasn't that like a four door boxy sort of thing? Yeah, it was a really. Chunky. It was, I guess, a Ford K car equivalent sort of thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, had, I actually owned it. It's a little smaller than the Taurus, but same kind of body style. Um, that was a total chick magnet there, uh, Philip. Listen, when you're a dressage rider, you don't need anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about chick magnets. It doesn't matter. That's funny. But of course, I ripped out the stereo, put in like aftermarket speakers and the stereo and all that, and that that, that was a fun car. It wasn't fast. Couldn't, couldn't, I guess I got it because I couldn't really get hurt on it. I don't think, I think that's probably the only car I didn't get a bunch of speeding tickets in. I don't ever remember being pulled over in that car, but I do get a lot of speeding tickets. Do you? Yeah. 
I don't know why. I didn't know that because you drive. I, I spend a lot of time in my car. <laughs> I I think it's because I just drive around from farm to farm a lot, and and the chances of me getting pulled over are higher because I spend a, more time proportionally in my car than other people. But they say I drive fast. Have you ever had to go to the re-education classes for your speeding? Class? No, I was so close. The closest it was is that I had. They give you so many points. I think it's like twelve total, and I got a, a letter in the mail that I had ten. And that if I had like if I got one more point taken off of the demerit system, I would have to, I would get a month's suspension, suspended license, and have to go and talk to a driving counselor or something about my my driving habits. <laughs> I don't think I'm a bad driver. I just like to get from here to there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you drive now? A pickup truck, of course. No, no, no. I drive a BMW. I will no wonder you got a yeah, car that well, goes now, 110. Now, yeah, no, but I, I, I drove, I drove that tempo, and then I drove three Grand Ams. Oh, really? Version <laughs> one, version two, version three, and um, I, I got speeding tickets in those all the time. They're not really. Well, fast. you were asking. You drive a Grand Am. You're asking to get a speeding ticket. No, it's it's not like an awesome car, but uh, yeah, one was purple, one was white, and one was, it was reddish. But I, I like the Grand Am, but I but they died, right? And so yeah. I just had to get another one. I'm a real proponent of not spending a lot of money on a car. Now that we're into it here, Glenn, about, okay. about things. Yeah, go ahead. I like will not spend it like $2,000 is like the maximum. Really? No, drive the car for a couple of years. And then and then it just dies. Like I like to drive them until they're dead. I see value in that. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I've never spent that little on a car. So Isn't that weird? I'm not uh, relating well, here. They break down. I think the reliability factor is not really there. But, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I, I just can't see buying a new car for twenty, thirty thousand dollars and 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 like you have to drive that car for a very long time to get down to like I think I spend probably fifteen I try and spend like fifteen hundred dollars a year on driving a car. Because that's all it's worth to me to get from here to there. Huh. Interesting. Now the BMW was a little bit more expensive. So I, I kind of splurged on that, but it's not like a new one, and uh, it goes faster than any of my other cars. Well, that leads to another question: uh, When you're driving a truck, is it uh, Ford, Dodge, Chevy? It's Chevy for sure. Chevy, okay. sure. Yeah, they got the they got the nicest interior. My my parents have a truck. That's where I borrowed. I borrowed my parents' truck. I rely on my parents a lot for stuff. And, uh, you know, pull the trailer with it and whatever. And, and it's always been Chevy. So I don't know. I, I've, I've never driven the other, you know, the other kinds, but it just feels like home. The interior is so nice. It, it, it feels, feels right. feels right. <laughs> All right. Um, I think Dodge th- people are a certain kind of people without, without yes. trying to insult anyone. Ford people are, you know, Ford people yeah, Ford are rabid. People, are Ford people. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like I'm a Chevy guy. Yeah, the Ford people, they're definitely rabid. They're really into their Fords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, be enthusiastic I'm, about something. I'm a Dodge guy, so... Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, let's... So, speaking of stereos, what's your favorite band? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I, like a, I like a lot of different music. I think my favorite bands are on on the heavier side, like metal and... And like really hardcore rock, um, but I'm a little bit into everything. Uh, you know, on my st- on my stereo, in my car, I'll have like 
you know, 10 different channels I listen to. I listen to country. I listen to, um, I like a lot of indie music. Like Florence and Machine has been a favorite band. I, I mean, it helps that Meredith likes them a lot too. And then so we can agree, when we get in the car together, we can agree, you know, on certain kind of music that we'll listen to together. You know, but in my own car, maybe I'll listen to like bands like Tool, Deftones, like some really heavy stuff. And then, uh, yeah, lately, the past two years, I just have been finding myself gravitating towards a little bit of the country music, um, Blake Shelton and Randy Lambert, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's a real variety. You know? Do you like going to concerts? Are you a concert yes. goer? Yes, I've been to uh, probably, I would say a lot of concerts. I know some people go to like a lot of concerts, but I've been to quite a few concerts. I've seen like Metallica, Linkin Park. Um, Florence and Machine, obviously. There's a Canadian band um, headlined by a Canadian guy. It's called City and Color, and uh, I see I've seen them, and also Matthew Good Band, like Canadian artists. I've seen quite a few times, like four or five times each of them, because um, I really like that you know Canadiana and and support kind of local. You know, um, City and Colors from Toronto, not Goods from Vancouver, but uh, they tour a lot in Canada, and they're really great bands to see. If um, if you if you ever get a chance, you know if they go to if they go to the states sometimes I think, but they're not. A lot of Canadian music is not as popular in the states. Um, well, now you you head to Toronto when you go see concerts. That's where the closest venue is. Yeah, yeah. that's the center of the world if you're Canadian. I think <laughs> <laughs> not to, not to sell that, but to me it is because it's only it's only an hour away and it's the biggest city in the country. So, um, you know, I like Toronto sports teams. Um, and, and Toronto music. I, I guess that's where we get our musical influence from locally here anyway. So, yeah. Favorite movie of all time? Um, oh, I was just talking about this the other day. It's, uh, it's The NeverEnding Story. Do you remember that oh, movie? Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it when I, was kid, when I was a kid, and I love it. Huh. I could watch it now anytime. It's, I wasn't expecting that, actually. It's the best story. The, the character... There's a couple like main characters, but the character in the in the Neverending Story has a horse. His name is Atreyu, and the horse's name is Artax. And there's a scene in the movie where Artax gets stuck in the in the bog of sadness or whatever, and basically the horse gets you know in quicksand, mud, and and gets dragged. It's the saddest scene if you're a horse person, almost ever, except for Black Beauty. Black Beauty, I love that movie too, but but Neverending Story, I could watch over and over and over again. Yeah. How about the favorite TV show of all time? <sighs> of all time? You don't watch a lot of TV, do you? No. 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 I mean, I'm into kind of the new shows that are now on Netflix and, and HBO and stuff like that. I mean, uh, but, but like a show that you consistently watch all the time, uh, The Price is Right. I think I think I've really? come up before. Yeah. All right. There's like one I haven't expected. Turn on and like you don't have, if you miss 15 minutes, no problem. If you miss the last 15 minutes, it doesn't really matter. You could just watch a little piece of the prices right at any time. It's always new. They don't really have reruns. And you could just, you know, you just guess prices and it's entertaining. It's entertaining. But, you know, when shows start to get a little bit tired and they stop watching them, then they're no longer your favorite show. And then I can't even watch. I don't like to watch repeats. It's, it's kind of boring. So Now, is uh, the prices right? That's Wayne Brady now? Or who, who's hosting that now? Drew Carey. Oh, Drew Carey. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I, I like that show. I, I mean, again, my lunch break, you know, this came out before, I think, but my lunch break kind of falls in the middle of the day and I might turn on the prices right while I, while I eat a bowl of soup or 
get a grilled cheese. So that's that's why I watch for for TV. Which leads us beautiful. You're you are making my transitions easy here. Oh, today, nice. Uh, favorite food. Um, Mary and I eat a lot of Indian food. So I'd say you know anything with like I like hot food. I like uh, you know Mexican stuff that has like a, a little curry, big, huh? <laughs> yeah, curries and yeah stuff with big flavor. Um, yeah, big fan, big fan. Like hot, hot, hot food. I could eat hot food all day. It's kind of it's addictive. I think. Um, so you like New Orleans, don't you? A little Cajun, uh, Cajun little spice. Yeah, uh, Cajun, Mexican. Um, even when we were in Africa, there's some African spices that are really, yeah, I like to really almost feel your food, right? And, and really, I, I mean, I'm a big kind of, uh, I, I love food and I eat and eat and eat and eat. So, so uh, yeah, we end up eating out. There's a great Indian restaurant in, uh, in Fergus here and there's a couple not too far away. Um, I think because of the English influence, I've been eating curry almost my whole life. So um, you get used to it very early on and it's interesting and it's different right you know who wants to eat a kfc every day <laughs> would you rather have a three-day weekend each month or one month off for the entire year um i'm a short kind of i mean you don't get any time off now so we'll make believe okay <laughs> yeah 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 but i mean my preference is to have a, a couple of few days off here and there so that I'm not too far, you know, too long away from work. I think that's just right. how it is when you're riding and training all the time. Right. You want to just take a couple of days and then get right back to it. Sometimes you need a bit of a refresher. That's why, you know, the Florida trips are nice because you're still into horses, you're learning stuff, and then you're, and then you're right back into it, bringing along your knowledge and, and enthusiasm for, for new things and to improve old things. So, yeah, I don't like, I don't like to be away from the horses very long. When we went to Africa, that's probably the longest. It was ten days, and that's the longest time I've kind of been away from it in uh, in a very long time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you feel it. Like one day is nice. You get you get a break. Two days is great. Three days, you're starting to think, okay, it's time to get it's time to get back to it again. It's time to kind of go after the. You know, there's always you're always looking at solving problems, and uh, and sometimes when you get away, you get a little perspective on your horses and. And on your issues, and and you're and you're ready to try out your new plan, right? So, uh, yeah, I could not 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 a month. That would be crazy. You well, get uh, out of routine. You need to be in a routine, right? As yes. far as doing stuff, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, well, you, it's a shock I to the system. Any horse owner is that way. Like, yeah. After about three days, yeah, this is the lifestyle, right? You're starting to think about the horses, and then you're starting to worry about four days, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it becomes too much, too much. Yeah, because we all know that you can't go more than a, five days without a horse hurting themselves. So you're well, you're, yeah, that's the truth. Or uh, <laughs> you're just you know that something's going to happen if you're goes, gone longer. There's than always a week. something to manage, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. One more question, and then we're going to get into some special questions. Okay. <laughs> special question. Um, what's the worst trouble you ever got in growing up? Um, I don't think I. I'm trying to think. Well, we okay, all know I'll about tell you, Yeah, it was when out. I was when I was really quite young. I must have been seven, somewhere between the seven and nine age category, um, and I decided. As as one does when they're very young, that I was I did not like my living conditions. There was maybe too many rules or something, and I was going to run away from home. Okay. 
So, I, you know, I'm running away, that kind of thing. And I packed the bag. I don't know what was in it or whatever. Well, I decided, well, I, I got out of the house. And then um, I didn't really know where to go or what to do with myself and where it was. I didn't have a plan laid out. So I just got in the back seat of my parents' car. I don't know what they were driving at the time. I had a big back seat. And I fell asleep. <laughs> well, they, the car. <laughs> well, they obviously were like, okay, run away, do, do your own thing. And then they got worried like a couple hours later and a couple, and it turned dark and, and, uh, and, uh, it was halfway through the night when they finally, I mean, they had called all their friends. They looked around the neighborhood, all the regular stuff. They couldn't find me. And, uh, I I think it was late. Well, fairly late. I don't know. Halfway through the night, 11 or 12 o'clock where they, somebody finally looked in the car and, uh, and found me and they were mad. (laughs) (laughs) but i never really got in like real deep i didn't do anything that bad when you live in the country you can't really get into too much trouble yeah and so i never really my parents are kind of relaxed i'm if you can tell i'm spoiled and i know it and uh and (laughs) i never really got in too much trouble there wasn't a lot of structure and rules around you know well you know you did barn chores and you're you know you get involved in that and then you don't have any energy to get to get into trouble Right, that is true. Focus is on true. riding a horse, and if you don't do your stuff, you can't yeah. ride. And if you can't ride, you got nothing to do. And and so when you, it was when this, you put up a hundred bales of hay uh, in a day, you're pretty tired at night. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred bales in a day, Glenn. <laughs> well, I think I, I think my record is around around fifteen hundred to two thousand. We uh, live in Florida, where hay is about fifteen dollars a bale. So oh, right. Oh, we, right. we buy it like 10 buy at a time. <laughs> well, when is your birthday? I'm going to send you some hay. Yeah, that'd be great, actually. I would take right. that. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have a problem with a semi pulling no. up your house no. and having about a, I I can, 800 I can, pits I on a semi. make a fortune. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and a lot of the hay from in Florida comes from Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, we have, like, even just this area where I live in, like, the best hay in the world to get shipped to Europe, it gets... Uh, it's a uh, very precious soil, I guess we've got here, and the right conditions for drying and storing hay. So, well, here we go. All right, uh, James Lipton does a show called Inside the Actor Studio. Did you ever see it? Yeah. Okay, I think everybody's seen Inside the Actor. At, Studio. at least, at least some. Of, I mean, you can find the clips on YouTube because some of them yes. are pretty entertaining. Yes, I mean he's interviewed. If you're an actor, you want to be on his show. That means you've made it. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Every famous uh, person has been on the show. Well, uh, he asked 10 questions at the end uh, of every guest he has, and I'm going to ask you the same questions. So these are can pretty I... rapid fire. All right, okay, can I pass if I can't think of it? Uh, nope, you have to give me an answer. Okay. Just first thing that comes to your mind. And, and uh, what is your favorite word? I like the word humble. It's a nice-sounding word. What is your least favorite word? <laughs> Panties is the worst word in the English language. <laughs> You never can you come up with a sentence where that word doesn't sound weird. You're true. That is true. Yeah. What <laughs> turns you on? Um, people who are enthusiastic. Enthusiasm, you know? I love to go and, you know, in my business, I love to go and teach people who are excited and really willing to learn and, and we have a lot of fun. And, and uh, yeah, so I really, yeah, I really like that quality. What is that okay? Is that okay? Answer. I don't no, know. No, that's fine. What turns you off? Pessimism. 
just the complete opposite of mm-hmm. it's just it can ruin my day if I come across somebody who's who's kind of negative and and uh, you know again coming back to what I do every day you know kind of the teaching of somebody's kind of negative about their horse or just about life in general I think that just sucks the fun out of out of everything it doesn't matter what you do if 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 you're feeling a little bit down about it or feel pessimistic about any situation I feel like you have no motivation to do to do it right why why and then and then uh, I don't feel like teaching, and then the person doesn't feel like learning, and then you, and then you don't go anywhere. So, I think you got to find something to be enthusiastic about and positive about, no matter what the situation is. What sound or noise do you love? Um, birds chirping. I like it. I like right now in the summer when you can wake up and the birds are happy and and they sing to you a little bit. I've had uh, a few pet birds. You know, growing up, and and they're a lot of work, and sometimes they're really annoying. But I, I just like the the sounds that they make. If you have a happy bird, that uh, kind of starts your day out right. So, yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Mm, the sound of upholstery rubbing on upholstery. You know the sound. Oh. Uh, you know your, your the interior car that upholstery yes. on like yep. the ceiling. Yeah. If you just touch that, I can't even touch it. I guess that's weird. That's, that's a I can't even touch you, it without huh? cringing. It's just that's like the know? chalkboard. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like chalkboard is bad, but it doesn't really. I just even thinking right now about touching that upholstery on the car roof just makes the most the worst sound you can. It can oh, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Oh, it's definitely the F word. Okay, good. it's so versatile. It can be used as any part of speech. And it, it works in any situation. And even when you're so mad and you're so frustrated, it, yeah, you, you can say that word and it just feels right. Is it your wife's out of curiosity also? Uh, I don't know what her favorite curse word is. She's not a cursor. I'm <laughs> okay. definitely the cursor. She definitely, I mean. I'm, you take care of that for both of you? <laughs> yeah. She, like, um, she doesn't really curse a whole lot. I mean, she does and I've heard her. But it it sounds kind of weird coming you know coming from her for me it's it's normal it's it's almost a, a part of my language what you profession know, other than what profession other than horses if you had to would you like to attempt um i think about this a lot actually i don't know why maybe i i, I mean i'm happy doing my job but i think what else could i do i would some days i like to think about um running heavy machinery the big to drive a bulldozer, yeah, or, or the the big excavators. I think that would be really fun for a day or two. Um, when I was when I was a kid, when I was in school, I you know I wanted to be a veterinarian, and then riding horses became way more fun. So um, I used to think about being a veterinarian a lot. Um, yeah, a lot of times when I'm driving around or whatever, I see somebody doing a job, I like. Hey, maybe I'd like to do that job. I watched. Uh, I've we used to watch the show uh, Dirty Jobs. Was it? Yeah, yep. yeah. That's fun because you get get to see what other people do, and uh, yeah, and it makes uh, training horses look really nice in many cases. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. It gives you perspective, right? You, you yep. think, oh, my job is the worst, but then there's always somebody with a worse job. I guess there's always somebody in the sewer. Yeah, yes. yeah. That would be the job I would not want to do. Any kind of sewer related. 
I mean, we clean stalls, but that ain't nothing. Like it ain't nothing, right? <laughs> Especially when you have a shaking fork. Yeah, exactly. What profession would you not like to do? Yeah, there's any any sewer cleaner, <laughs> wastewater, smelly job. And your last question. If That's heaven it. exists, this is it. This is the last one. Yeah. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, that's a tough one. I have no idea. I think, you know, I think when that happens, when, when, uh, you know, when my life is over or whatever, I just like, I guess God would, I'd like him to say I did a good job, you know, that you, that you helped some people out and that you lived a good life and, you know, I think that's about it. That's, that's all you can hope for is that you contributed positive, positively to someone else's life and, and uh, you did some good. Um, I know being a horse trainer, I don't get to change the world a whole lot, but I try and think that I help people with their horses and I help horses with their problems. And, and I think that's what I like to do. Thank you, Philip, for letting it all out there. <laughs> we got into some weird stuff, huh? <laughs> that's My what perspective it's all about. Spending, how much money you should spend on a car should be $1,500 <laughs> a year max. <laughs> Well, now your wife, you're going to have to make sure she listens to this. She might learn something. Uh, no, I think she knows all that about me. Okay. <laughs> I hope that she does anyways. If you're coming to, to Kentucky Horse Park for the Rolex or any other event, the best way to complete your Rolex experience is to stay at the nearby Clarion Hotel, just four miles from the horse park. At the Clarion Hotel, your Rolex experience will include a great room featuring a Tempur-Pedic memory foam bed, flat screen TV, and in the morning, a full free hot breakfast with eggs, sausage, waffles, and other great breakfast items. The Clarion is a full-service hotel with easy access off of I-75 at exit 115 with plenty of parking for your truck and trailer. The Clarion Hotel is also pet-friendly, so you can always bring along your furry friends. Best of all, you don't have to leave the hotel to enjoy fantastic Kentucky-style food and drink. Cortland Southern Kitchen offers innovative Southern fare and a casual atmosphere, or you can relax at the Sports Page Bourbon Bar and Grill, where you can give the bourbon sampler a try. It's a great way for you and your friends to discover which Kentucky spirit is your favorite. If you're coming to Rolex, you better get your reservation in early. The Clarion Hotel has a special rate for the Eventing radio show listeners, 99 bucks a night for the first 25 callers to 859-233-0512. 859-233-0512. Just mention the Rolex experience. That's 859-233-0512. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. You can follow the Dressage Radio Show on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show, and on Twitter, at Horse Radio. Got a question or topic you'd like covered on the show? Go to dressageradioshow.com and click on the Contact tab and let us know. Reese and Philip will be back again next week with all the latest news and more fascinating guests from the dressage world. <laughs>